The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. And welcome to another busy edition of Clubhouse Conversation. It's Davo with your dish as tonight we break down an impressive 7-1 to Royals victory over Boston. We'll discuss Netios' new lineup as well. We'll hear from you on your thoughts on that. And, of course, we'll preview the series finale against Boston tomorrow. But let's forge right into this one by talking about the game itself, which was a great one for KC outside of one defensive blemish by Mike Moustakis as the Royals roll in front of nearly 27,000 people at the K, which to me is a, a disappointing crowd. I was expecting 32, 33, 34 tonight. But, you know, I understand it. The Royals have been struggling lately. College football's back on. A little chill on the air and lots to do in KC on a Saturday night. And, and the Royals came through, though, for the, those that were in attendance and, of course, for Royals Nation, as they rode the shoulders primarily of Jeremy Guthrie, who was fantastic tonight. And I got the chance to sit right behind home plate tonight in 127. And, I mean, just seeing Jeremy Guthrie's ball tonight, it was crisp. It was, it was darts at the knees the majority of the night. The ball was down. If you go back to some of his recent struggles, and this is not anything that's, you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, anything that's not completely obvious, but the ball is flat and, and up a lot of the times when Jeremy got three struggles, like his last start against Detroit. Not tonight. Everything was down. Boston really only squared up three or four balls the whole night. A couple deep fly balls, a couple line drives right at people. Not, I mean, there wasn't too much that was hit hard. Guthrie, with no earned runs, eight innings, allowing three hits, a walk, and two Ks, now sits 11-11 and 11 with a 4-3-5 ERA. And if he's your number, number five starter, which he is in this rotation at this point, 11-11 with a 4-3-5, yes, sign me up for that any day of the week out of the number five spot. Out of the number four spot, that's fine. Guthrie is, is interesting because it seems like recently he's Jekyll and Hyde. He's either really good or really bad in recent starts. Now that's not totally true because there were there was a three and one with a three and a half ERA stretch for five starts a couple you know going back a couple starts ago but it does seem like between the Detroit start and today and there's been a couple other times where he was just either dominant or got lit up so and, and there's things about Guthrie that some of the stat heads don't love which I can understand their point they say his lack of missing bats leaves a lot of Jeremy Guthrie up to luck. But I disagree. I mean, I can see what you're saying, and I understand that because I, I believe strikeouts are, are immensely important when you're pitching. And, you you know, the, the ball's in play batting average and, you know, eventually ball's finding holes and the mean coming back. I get all that. But if you sit there and watch him pitch, he knows what he's doing. He's commanding the ball when he's doing well, and he doesn't have to miss you know miss a lot of bats to be really good especially with the Royals' defense behind him. So I'm just saying it ain't all smoke and mirrors. It's not all magic and luck. I understand that the strikeouts aren't exactly what Guthrie would like or the Royals, but he is able to pitch great baseball games because he knows what he's doing, and he keeps the ball down, and it was just nice watching him throw tonight. It looked really good. The defense looked good tonight, too, outside of one horrible play by Mike Moustakis, as we touched on earlier. That's three nights in a row, and normally I would just gloss over this. I wouldn't even talk about it if it was, like, you know, the first time it's happened in the last week or even if it was, like, once every, you know, four or five games this was happening. I wouldn't be, you know, be bringing it up tonight when they're winning. But that's three straight games where Mike Moustakis has made a huge error. Cost the Royals runs. Cost Jeremy Guthrie a run tonight. 
probably 10 pitches, and his pitch count probably cost him a chance of finishing this one with a shutout. And it's not just offensive stats, or not offensive, but individual stats I'm, I'm even worried about. I don't really care about that. And neither does Guthrie. He's a team guy. But, I mean, I'm just saying in the grand scheme, had this game been a little closer or had Guthrie not made, you know, been tough enough and good enough to overcome that error in the third inning, I mean, we could be talking about Moose really hurting the Royals and potentially costing them another game. I mean, this cannot continue to happen defensively. Moose has turned into a complete train wreck on defense. Three games in a row with errors. You go back a couple of weeks, there's a couple more. And I think it's something to be worried about. I mean, if you ask Ned, I'm sure he's going to shake it off. And I understand Moose is an above-average defensive player at third. I don't think he's quite as good as the Royals say he is just because he does botch a lot of routine plays. Overall, though, he is an above-average third baseman probably. But at the moment, average at best. I mean, I'm at the point where if it happens again tomorrow, if it happens one more time, four games in a row, you got to get him out of there. You're going to have to start going Jason Nix, or I don't know if you give Moose two or three at-bats and then go to Nix. I don't know what you do, but... I just don't think it can continue with Mike Moustakas making errors out there. And I doubt it will. I have to assume that it's a small sample size and a bad week for him. That, that is true, unless it's between the, between the ears, unless it's in his head now. If it's not between his head, this shouldn't be a big deal, and he should overcome this and whatever. But normally, like I said, I wouldn't mention this, but that was the one negative tonight, and to me it's a big deal. Three games in a row is a big deal, especially when you ain't producing offensively. He did have a knock tonight, I understand, but. You get the point. But Guthrie, Brandon Finnegan came in to finish up. Scoreless ninth inning with two Ks of a couple decent hitters you might have heard of, David Ortiz and, and Cespedes as well. So just nice. And offensively, let's talk about the team tonight. It was just well-rounded. And give Ned Yost huge credit for his reconstructed lineup tonight. Completely new lineup. I mean, almost night and day different, which we'll, we'll get to some of your tweets here in a minute. I threw out the question earlier at Royals Clubhouse asking you your thoughts on the lineup. We'll get to some of your responses here in just about two more minutes. I like the lineup. I tweeted it out before the game. I liked it. And it's kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't. You got people upset with Ned for not making a move. Then when he does, people are saying, oh, I see when Milwaukee fired him. Oh, where's Butler? Blah, blah, blah. And people want all these changes, and he does it, and it works. Give him some credit. You aren't seeing him getting credit tonight, though. And again, at the end of the day, it, it is the players on the field. And most people that are Ned Yost haters will say, oh, well, the players won it and overcame him. Well, if you're going to blame everything on him, how does he not get any credit? I mean, that's just ridiculous. So give Ned credit. That's that's my thoughts on the lineup. I liked the lineup before the game even, before they even did anything. And, and right off the bat coming out, you know, the the number one and two hitters get on base. You see Escobar and Aoki get on base. And Kane, what a great at-bat Kane had, giving himself up. That was my favorite at-bat, my favorite moment of the night. You know, the Royals up one nothing. And Norrie's at second, and Kane just completely gives himself up on a pitch inside, inside outs at the second base to move the runner over to third. Team baseball at its finest. He knew exactly what he had to do, and he did it. That, to me, I was so proud and so pumped up for Kane. I think I was the only person, you know, clapping and standing up, and everyone else was kind of like, why is he so excited he grounded out? Well, because he moved the runner. It was a great at bat, great piece of hitting by Kane, who is who the last, you know, three, four, five games is starting to hit, and that's big. If he can get going and, you know, Alex got going again tonight, things could be getting exciting again here for the offense. Now, just well-rounded, which they always are when they score runs and win. Three hits and two RBIs for Omar and Fonte, first of all. Great to see that as Omar moved down to the seven hole. Three hits and two RBIs. We've been talking last night, especially about how he's done nothing the last 10 to 14 days, really since the All-Star break. You move him down, whether that was coincidence or not, it worked. So you're keeping him there, as Ned said he would again tomorrow. Two hits apiece for Escobar and Aoki at the top. 
Gordon had two in the cleanup spot. Welcome back, Alex Gordon. Some real nice at-bats. Both of his hits came with two strikes down on the count. A single for Kane, or a single hit, I should say, for Kane. Perez and Moose as well. Only Haas and Dyson were held without a hit. Now, the Royals did only walk once tonight, which I'm not crazy about, but, you know, struck out seven times. But, but let's not be too picky. The Royals scored runs. They swung the bats well. The frenzy hitting was back. And tomorrow becomes a giant game now with that. Just because the Royals are such a streaky team offensively. Get one more good day again tomorrow, and I'll believe, and I'm sure they'll start believing that they're back on one of their runs, one of their bipolar runs, which they're so, so famous for in 2014. Have another big day tomorrow, and you've got some momentum back in your favor. And I know, I know, some people will say there's no momentum in baseball. Completely disagree. Look at the negative momentum the Royals had and all the errors that have kind of caught on. This team is so... Like, they, they catch the bug from everyone else. Either they're playing really well or really bad, offensively and defensively. You know, how else do you explain the whole infield tanking it defensively at the same time? Or when they're going well, the whole offense scoring at the same time and hitting at the same time? It's a very streaky team, which tells me it's a very young, but also maybe not the most mentally tough team in the world. And I don't think that's unfair to say that. The Royals seem much more comfortable when they're in second place in hunting than they do when they're in first place and being the hunted. They, they froze up and didn't play well, and I think it was a lot that was in their head, which to me goes back to momentum. So there you go. Anyway, the lineup tonight, let's talk about that and get to your thoughts on it. In case you didn't you know, hear it or see it or just want to hear it again, it was Escobar leading off, Aoki in the two-hole, Kane three, Gordon cleanup, Perez fifth, Hosmer sixth, your bottom third was Infante Moose, and Dyson, I like the lineup a lot. There's one notable absence, of course, Billy Butler, who did have a home run against De La Rosa and limited at bats. So a lot of people were wanting him back in the lineup. But it's pretty clear at this point that Billy's not back next year and pretty clear at this point that he's probably not going to be in the lineup much the last two weeks, especially if Josh Willingham comes back from his groin injury, perhaps for the Chicago series. Now, your thoughts on it. At the Anti-Facist says, I do not like this lineup. But a shakeup was definitely needed. At least Ned is trying something. Amen. Acknowledging that Ned's trying something and trying to mix things up. I love that tweet. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to agree with it, but at least you're acknowledging he is trying something and, and you know mixing things up. So agree with that tweet. At Go Chiefs 2009 says that, quote, Ned has said lately he's going with the hot hand. Nori has been getting on base. Also true. Kane's been playing better. He's at the top there. Escobar, solid, but 240, I think we said, the last 10 games coming into tonight. He is what he is. That's fine. You know, it's not the most ideal lineup in the world, but it worked. So agree with that tweet as well. At Kevin McGannon, regardless of recent performance, leaving Billy Butler out is criminal. You know, I understand what Kevin's saying. Track record-wise, you know, there ain't many guys, if any, on this Royals team that can match Billy Butler for his career. But Billy Butler's well over 500 at-bats this year and has really done nothing. He's been one of the worst DHs in the entire American League, and he's mired in a huge slump. I don't know. That's just a tough one because I, I, I do get what Kevin's saying. You know, Billy's got the track record, but at the end of the day, like I always say, just because I, you know, used to sleep with a, a, a perfect 10 two years ago doesn't mean I do now. Just because I ran, you know, a 5K in 24 minutes during the All-Star weekend, and I haven't been training since, doesn't mean I can do it now. It's kind of like I, I get what he's saying, but Butler has just looked so bad to me outside of three weeks this year. 
approach-wise. I mean, he used to always take a pitch. He used to always give you a, a deep at bat and not swing at bad pitches. He doesn't even recognize pitches anymore. He fouls off mistake pitches. I mean, Butler just looks awful. And that's not to say the rest of the guys don't because the majority of them do. But I don't know, Kevin. I, I'm kind of more on Ned Yost's side on this one. I, I don't think that Billy needs to be out there right now, especially once Willingham comes back. I think we can both agree that Billy's done after this year with the Royals, though. This puts the nail in the coffin, and I think we can probably both agree that Billy doesn't see the field more than probably five or six more games, especially if Willingham comes back healthy. Because you've got to think they're going with the same lineup tomorrow. And, we'll see, and hopefully it'll work again. And at that point, Billy just further, you know, when Cam comes back, Billy just keeps going down on that bench. At Fetty Vaughn says, the only word I can think of is desperation. It's obvious. They've lost faith and they've turned to hope with this lineup. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, desperate times call for desperate measures. Ned is on record as saying he hates changing the lineup doesn't think it matters, but he did it and it worked. It's something he doesn't like to do, so yeah, you can, you can call it desperate. And they should lose faith, quite frankly, in you know Omar Infante in the two-hole, for example. That was the most glaring, obvious thing that should have changed weeks ago in this lineup. It's one criticism of Ned that I will back people on. I would have made that move two to three weeks ago, but at least it got done. At RG Banner 0416, I love Nori at DH. I like the shuffle, but might be time to give Omar and Salvia a rest and go with Pena Kratz. Amen. Which kind of segue, you know, segues me into tomorrow as you preview the finale. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Salvia hasn't had a day off forever. He's been catching day games after night games. I mean, do you give him a day off tomorrow with Jason Vargas? Do you go with Kratz? I think you probably have to. Because you don't have an off day till Thursday. And, you know, there's a good chance tomorrow is Salvi's last off day of the year if he gets it off. I mean, if he doesn't get it off, when's he going to take an off day? I mean, I guess you could take him out one game against the White Sox, but what's the point? They're all night games, and you have an off day on Thursday. He's playing all three against Detroit no matter what, and I'm assuming every game in the last week is going to be giant, so he'll be in there every, you know, all of those games. To me, tomorrow's the last game you can really even rest him this year. I think you've got to give him a day off tomorrow, don't you? I don't know, but, you know, that messes with the lineup a little bit. But I think you can throw Kratz in there tomorrow. And Fonte needs a day off as well. I don't know if I want to rest on both the same day. I guess, I mean, Giovatella is the better hitter between him and Knicks. They'd probably go with Knicks at second, I'm assuming, for, for defense at this point. I don't think you make that. I think one or the other gets the day off tomorrow, either Infante or Perez. I bet Perez does. I doubt Infante does. I think Infante's back in there after three hits for sure. So, my guess is Perez is the only guy from tonight not in the lineup tomorrow for Kratz, but we'll see. I can't see Pena getting in a bat the rest of the season unless it's a blowout or unless the Royals are eliminated somehow or have it clenched somehow the last couple games because he hasn't played since coming back up. And I think Kratz has done more than a serviceable job backing up since coming over in the trade with Toronto. Thank you all for your tweets today, by the way. I love them. And, and let's talk about tomorrow. So it's, it's Jason Vargas against Joe Kelly. Another must win tomorrow for the Royals. Just because they won tonight, don't take a deep breath. Got to come right back and do it again tomorrow. Kelly, pretty much a league average pitcher. He's one and two with a three nine five since coming over from the Lou for the season. Three and four with the four one four. He's about a league average pitcher. Seventy six innings and hasn't pitched a lot this year. I believe fourteen starts. Seventy one hits in seventy six. Thirty five walks though. So another guy like Webster the other night who walks a lot of guys. The Royals did not make it. You know they didn't make Webster pay. They didn't cash in. Will they do it tomorrow? They have to. Got to win tomorrow with Vargas on the hill. Must win. Because you can only, that way you can just take two out of three against the White Sox and be in decent shape. 
because you're getting Chris Sale in this next series. You want to win every game and just have that be a gravy game at that point. I mean, there really are no gravy games at this point. Gravy game to me being a game that you don't have to win. It's just kind of a nice throw in if you do. It's kind of hard to say there's gravy games, but if you're being realistic, if you go three and one on the next four, you'll take it. Because you got to figure Detroit loses at least one of the next four. So that takes you into that huge series with Detroit, no worse than one game back. If you go three and one the next four, you're going to be one game back or tied with Detroit. And, you know, when that series you're tied, sweep it, you're well in first place of the week to go. So, I mean, gosh, every game, you can, you can pretty much almost name every game from here on out. You know, got one left against Boston. We can all this we we can all do this without even looking it up. Then you've got three against the White Sox at home. You got to win three of those four. You have three against the Tigers. Got to at least get two, if not sweep. And then that last week, three in Cleveland or four, I guess if you count the suspended game, and then four against the White Sox. Probably getting Kluber and Sale that last week also. So you really would like to leave next weekend with a game lead when you leave Kansas City with Detroit playing nothing with Minnesota and the White Sox that last week. Long way ahead. Take it day by day. Bottom line is Royals got to win tomorrow. And I, th- I think they will, but it's got to happen. They've got to continue to play good baseball, and we'll know a lot tomorrow about this offense. I mean, if the, if the offense could come out tomorrow and put five, six runs on the board, then you have to feel really good about where the Royals are at heading into the White Sox series. They seem to play well against the White Sox. They'll be back in the AL Central. Maybe it'll put their minds more at ease, not facing a big market team with a sexy name like Boston. I don't know. I, I'm starting to, like I said, I, I feel like some guys on this team are really, really kind of weak mentally. It's not a diss. I'm just telling you my observation. I, I, there's some guys, and, and maybe lack of experience is a better way to put it rather than calling anybody weak mentally, but some of these guys that are that seem to be buckling are you know, approaching 2,000 major league at-bats and have spent over half of their you know, free time, their clock ticking time before they become free agents, they're already past that. So to me, it's like they're not really that young of players anymore. So that stuff needs to quit happening on this all-in 2014 season. Hopefully it will. 50-50 chance we have a dish tomorrow. I'll be at the game tomorrow. I've got a ton of things i got to get done tomorrow night, so I will try to have a dish tomorrow. If not for sure, all three games against the White Sox here on Clubhouse Conversation. Thank you for listening. The Mike Kingery interview will be up tomorrow. Listen to that. Play for the Royals in 86. Confirmed I'll have Jeremy Guthrie early to mid next week before that Detroit series. it be nice to talk to Jay Guts again. Steve Renko coming up soon. All your favorite current and former players on Clubhouse Conversation Analysis each night. Thank you for, for listening, for telling a friend about it, at Royals Clubhouse on Twitter. And we'll talk to you again soon on Clubhouse Conversation. Keep it going, guys. Get some runs in again tomorrow. Let's clean up that defense, get a W, and see where we're at. Go Royals.